a safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Sitting in tonight is Paris Mansouri. Welcome to Passion, a show all about love, sex, and relationships. I'm Paris Mansouri. I'm sitting in for Dr. Lori. She is away until next week. I'm going to be keeping her chair warm until then. Tonight, we're going to be talking about living with your partner. We're going to talk about the best breakup advice ever. Then we're going to talk about, hopefully, we're going to get into partner transformations and discuss misogyny. It's going to get a little serious at the end of it. Tomorrow night, we're going to talk about the best dating advice ever, whether you're dating online, whether you hate apps, whether you love apps and you want to know how to use them better, or if you just don't want to do the digital thing, we're going to have a matchmaker who's going to give you some amazing advice on how to make yourself over before you try to find a partner. So that's that for tomorrow. Tonight, I've got the millennial panel in with us. So every month, Dr. Lori has a panel of um, ladies. She calls it the Passion View. She has a panel of guys. She calls it the Boys Club. And once a month, we give the millennials their say. And tonight, I have a feeling we're going to get a lot of say. (laughs) (laughs) they're all returning panelists we've got christina rizzo she's a voiceover artist in the music and entertainment industry you can connect with her on instagram at riz underscore c spell it for them christina r-i-z-z underscore c thank you for being here thank you uh and you know matt Rosniak. You know me. (laughs) professional mma fighter and co-founder of 360 punch your Instagram handle has changed. It has changed. It's not my name, at Matt Rosniak. Or go at 360 punch to check out my gym. Wonderful. And we've got Michelle Eid. He's an actor, entrepreneur, co-founder of Signe. You can connect with him on Instagram and Twitter at Michelle Eid. Or check him out at Signe. Well, you can't check him out. You can check his products out. Yeah, they're, they're prettier. SigneCollection.com. <laughs> you have to show us. I have them. Okay. So after the show... Go to at Paris Mansory on Instagram, and I'm going to share with you guys behind the scene. And in general, if you want to connect, you can connect with me at parisology.com. So actually- we're going to get to it tonight. We're going to first talk about um, a Center for Disease Control study and what it real- reveals about people who live with their significant other. I tried to find data uh, in Canada, and I find this data was actually a lot more specific Uh, and more recent. So I'm going to read you what the study says, and I want to get your take on it. So first off, Matt, you're in a relationship. I am. Christina. Very single. Michelle. Super single as well. Okay. (laughs) Have you guys, again, before we start, have you ever lived with a partner, Michelle? No. Christina? No. Matt? I have. Okay. So we're going to find out what it means, if it actually means anything, because some people say that it's actually great to live with someone because you get to know them. Other people say, no, I would never live with anyone. We're going to find out what the research says. So I found out, well, I found the article on thecut.com. It says, you probably wouldn't be surprised to learn that more people today are moving in with their significant others than they were a generation ago. What is a little more surprising, though, is just how much the number has jumped even in just a handful of years. Around 18 million adults in the U.S. were in cohabitation living situations in 2016 and that's up 29 percent from 2007 and then the center for disease control and prevention in the u.s they did a research study from 2011 to 2015 the authors interviewed people between the ages of 18 and 44 uh, from a nationally representative pool of around 6,700 men and 8,300 women so there's actually a lot of people in this study and within the study sample around 17 percent of women and 16 percent of men were living with but not married to their significant other Mm -hmm. 
So the, you know, it's a large demographic of people. It says the study didn't take future plans into account. So it didn't distinguish between couples who were engaged and decided to live together or just were living together. Uh, but cohabitors were generally found to be poorer and less educated, more likely to have become sexually active before the age of 18. And they were more supportive of obviously of people living together before marriage and raising children outside of it. And according to Ariel Kuberberg, she's a sociology professor in the University of North Carolina and a researcher, um, the income and education gaps can be traced back in large parts to the fact that plenty of people set milestones for themselves to hit before they tie the knot. So they want to have a certain amount saved and they want to pay off their loans and at least have an educational degree before they get married. So uh, living with somebody can offset all of that. I wanted to know if any of that rings true for you guys or if you believe in it, if you're surprised. Michelle, let's start with you. I mean, I'm not surprised at all. I know so many people who wait to to reach milestones before doing certain things, Um, like having kids. Uh, Well, that's a little different. That's more like (laughs) I want to be able to afford the diapers or whatever but diapers are expensive I, I know. i've heard i, I know. don't have kids but also um i'm not that surprised that th- that um the numbers are increasing in terms of the amount of people that are moving in with their significant others would um, you no okay, but you wouldn't why not not now not now <laughs> but would you would you want to move in with a partner i feel like i always want to have my own place to be honest but like christina's nodding her head yeah i I love being home alone yeah i like being home i I just i don't always want to be even no matter how much i love someone i don't always want to be with them i I like going home and being alone i couldn't disagree more really i could not disagree so it actually really surprised me this the statistic that you said that um cohabitation has actually increased over the past 10 years that surprises me because i would have thought that it would have been more of a more of a classical, more of like a classic, what's the word I'm looking for? Traditional mindset to move in as soon as you start dating or as soon as you start taking it very seriously. Like I would have thought it would have been the opposite because me personally, I always, like if I'm dating somebody, I'm very much into them. I'd want to spend all the time that I possibly can with them. That's why when I was moving in with my ex, for instance, it was almost as if it was a no-brainer. As soon as we were both financially stable enough so that we could afford a place, we literally went out and started leasing a place. It was a no-brainer to me. I find that I don't necessarily need uh, isolation that that much if I'm enjoying who my partner is because it's a compliment. <laughs> Christina's laughing. It's That's a, sweet though. I I, I, I well, appreciate it, it could, your perspective. It could be sweet, though. but it, but it, uh, and I know what you're saying. I'm not saying this just to, just to try to be sweet. I'm saying this uh, literally as um, as a fact. It's just if you're going to start dating somebody, you might as well be completely natural with them. And if I'm being completely natural with somebody, I don't care if I'm walking around the house completely naked or if I'm like <laughs> farting in front of I can't care less. But that's not why I like isolation. Christina. So why do you like isolation? But hang on, let's get Christina's say. So I appreciate everyone's perspective. I grew up in a very traditional Italian upbringing where, you know, for us it was you you get married and then you live together. So I always grew up in that way, but I'm very, very open-minded and I'm very new school as much as I bring in my traditional values. But, you know, I'm 32 years old. I like 
having my own space. And and I believe, you know, especially dating now, we you would both have your own places so you can kind of go to each other's houses, really learn about one another. And then I don't mind leaving at the end of the night and going home to my own space and having my girls nights and having my time to work on my business and to work on myself and bring all my friends and family and kind of have a more balanced lifestyle. Because especially now that I'm appreciating my alone time so much more than I ever thought I would. I'm looking forward to the, you know, when I can get married and then meet someone and move in with them and then spend my time with them there. You're listening to Passion. We're on weeknights from 10 to 11 p.m. talking love, sex, and relationships. My name is Paris Mansuri. I am in for Dr. Lori while she is away. Tonight, we have the millennials on the millennial panel. We're talking about a CDC study that reveals... a details about people who live with their significant other before getting married. We're going to find out if it means that it's beneficial to their relationship or if it's not beneficial to their relationship. From the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. Sitting in tonight is Paris Mansouri. Welcome back to the show. My name is Paris. I'm filling in for Dr. Lori while she's away. She'll be back next week. You can connect with me at parasology.com. Tonight in studio, I've got the millennial panel. We are talking about living with your partner and uh, what the latest studies reveal. But I mentioned that we would talk about the coronavirus as well. Just to get it in there, just to get the millennials take, Christina and Michelle are both uh, single, and I want to know if it's affecting dating at all. Um, And Matt is in a new relationship. I want to see if it's affecting him at all. So we're going to get to that. If you missed the beginning of the show, Christina is a voiceover artist uh, in the music and entertainment industry. Michelle is an actor entrepreneur. And Matt is very dangerous. He's a professional MMA fighter. But he's also very nice because he's the co-founder of a gym, (laughs) 360 Punch, and uh, he'll train you. I will. Yeah. With a smile on my face. Although I'm still dangerous, so you have to listen to what I say. Or else. Or else. Okay, guys. So before we get back to the CDC study, and by the way, uh, if you would like to join in the conversation, you can text us at 514-800. Let us know, would you move in with your partner before marriage or even without the intent to marry them? Would you ever move in? And why would you do that? 514-800 if you want to join us on the line. 514-790-0800. So before we get to moving in, Matt, you said that coronavirus, COVID-19 is actually affecting you. Oh, it is. It very much is affecting my relationship right now. So um, this happened today. So what I wanted to do for this weekend is I wanted to come visit my friend who lives in Toronto. And I can't visit my friend in Toronto because the government just put a 14-day ban on travel, even via car, train, plane, train, automobile, whatever, in between Canadian cities, uh, Toronto being a specific hotspot. So the girl that I'm currently seeing, her mother is a healthcare practitioner. She's a nurse. So if I become a carrier of COVID, I then give it to my girlfriend now, and then she gives it to her mom, uh, a bunch of people will die. Essentially, because her being a healthcare worker, she's going to be in contact with other people 
who are uh, who are, whose immune systems are compromised. Old people, young people, sick people, like very young people, very old people. So very what are you doing? <laughs> I guess I'm not going to Toronto then. Okay. Um, yeah, I'd also have to quarantine myself because that being said, if any, like, watch this. If I posted a story, hey, I'm in Toronto, uh, seeing my friend Kabir, blah 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 blah, whatever, and I have customers from my gym who are like, hey, uh, I saw you were in Toronto. Uh, you might have COVID. I'm not going to go to the gym anymore, right? They would rather do that than say, than say, hey, you should probably quarantine yourself. Like nobody's going to go out and say, hey, you should quarantine yourself if you were traveling. Like I found that's kind of, like that's rude. It's a rude thing to say. You're not just going to tell somebody is to quarantine. Is it rude though? Yeah, of course it's rude. Christina, quarantine yourself. Michelle, quarantine is it rude yourself. to tell someone to quarantine themselves? I don't think so. I think, I think, you know, my take on everything that's going on in the media is I think fear attracts fear. The more we talk about how many people are dying and how we're instilling more fear in the people, that's kind of how the energy of the virus is is spreading. So I think we need to be more conscious of how we're speaking about it and portraying it so much on the media and start talking, maybe looking at it in a different way, kind of bringing more security measures or seeing how we can kind of take more precautions rather than always talking about the increasing numbers of fatalities with it and kind of just changing the conversation around it because we get it. But now we're putting everyone into fear. And what we need to be doing is kind of taking precautionary measures. And I think, you know, the governments and, and the, everyone is doing a great job, but we have to also be able to, to, to face it and just make sure we're all taking the proper measures. So yes, I, I mean, my parents just got back from um, um, Thailand uh, three weeks ago and, you know, everything was good. And, you know, they, they obviously had to stay home for work for two weeks. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's about taking precautionary measures. However, we need to stop blasting this out in the media so much and making so many people afraid of it because that's how it's going to keep spreading i bet you that if we kind of flip the narrative on it and and presented it in another way with precautions and how it's declining i i, I bet you that we're going to start it's, seeing it kind of disappear a little but it's bit. not declining though that's actually the only that's problem all is that, that we're showing it well but. That, but but that's what's happening so you have to you have to look at the reality of it that there's going to be 10 times more cases next week like in montreal there's going to be 10 times as many people infected in seven days from now than there will be now and that's a fact yeah no and i and i totally get it it's just let's put in let's talk more about what we can be doing to protect ourselves and the people rather than how many people are dying because that's just bringing in more fear and that's what makes the disease spread more or the virus spread more that that's just kind of my view on it you're listening to passion we are speaking with the millennial panel getting their take on the coronavirus michelle I'm just bored of hearing about it. That's it. Okay. That, is it affecting thoughts. your dating lives at all? What no. We life? heard Matt's dating. He cannot travel. So, But I with you travel. guys? No. No? Or if I do travel, then... Here's how it's affecting it. Now I have an, a better excuse to turn down a date. <laughs> okay. Oh, I get don't it. Don't do that. I could be like, that. no, I'm so sorry. Like, I would, but COVID, like, sorry, can't. Well, I was supposed to go to London on Sunday to see my best friend, and, and I... And I unfortunately had to cancel it but it's okay it, you know it is what it is but as long as we're taking the precautionary measures and washing our hands all the time that's gonna really help okay so let's say you guys had just started dating someone and you're fresh into it matt you're fresh into it do you care about kissing are you concerned about that? Like um, kissing is real. like I care as and I want to do it. Okay. Like, like that, that's how I care. I don't care about kissing in terms of transmitting COVID. I mean, like if that's what you're worried about, you shouldn't be dating the person. All right. Well, then we've covered 
COVID-19 with the millennials. Done. We're going to be back to um, dating, uh, living with somebody you're dating. Uh, I wanted to share. So I shared earlier an article from The Cut, and they wrote this based on a Center for Disease Control study and what it revealed about people who live with their significant other. And... Um, it was really interesting. It says, because there's people who say that if you move in with someone, the odds of breaking up could increase. There's other people who say, no, it's actually going to let you get to know your partner and strengthen your relationship. And this result, it says, you may have heard, um, actually, sorry, it says in 2014, Cooperberg, who uh, is the author, her name is Arielle Cooperberg. She's a sociology professor. She says, while the couples in the study moved in together first did end up splitting up at a higher rate than those who didn't she found that the culprit was actually age not the living situation moving in or marrying at too young of an age tends to lead to a higher divorce rate not the cohabitation itself do you guys find that interesting i find it interesting but i also could believe it 100 percent um even as an adult like one of the things that happened with my last relationship with like the first couple of times I was on this on this podcast on this show, um, I was dating one girl. We broke up. The last podcast I was literally on this. The last time I was on Passion, we were talking about the breakup. Um, during this relationship, both of us changed, right? Both of us changed as people. I'm in. I'm 27 years old right now, and she was the same age. So, even into adulthood, you're still going to change. Like your personality is going to change. Your values, what you find acceptable. Your lifestyle, everything is going to change and your attitude toward that lifestyle is going to change, not only towards yourself, but towards your partner. I think that the reason why they would break up more often as a young person is because you haven't had that experience yet and you haven't gone through all the changes yet, right? It's not that you turn 21 years old, you're an adult, and now this is who you're going to be for the rest of your life. Imagine how you were at 21. Imagine how you are right now. You might have gone through like two changes, like one or two, like massive A hundred percent. So then what does cohabitation have to do with it if you're going to change you're going to change and if that's the root of the breakup with your partner it doesn't matter if you live together but then you're living in fear because you're why am i not going to cohabitate because we're going to end up breaking up it's like it's it's almost like a a self-fulfilling prophecy so why not just get married why not why not just get married why why bother christina you said that your parents would not like it if you ended up just moving in with your partner again i grew up in a very traditional um, European background and, and you know that was something that was important to them and I understand um, but I am very open to it I'm not against it at all um, it's just I'm a very I like I like having my own space and you know I, I'll spend all the time with you in the world but then I like coming back and retreating to my own space and I, I think that's good and that's healthy but I also really appreciate that people who do live together I have a ton of friends who do that and I get it and if it works for you then that's fantastic I think it has to go with everyone's personalities where they are in their life you know their their kind of their journey but I did it I do agree with Matt um, in a, in a lot of ways, it's just from my perspective where I'm at now in life, I'm good. We have a texter who says every couple who moved in together after getting married last than lasted less than two years. You need to live with someone to find out if you're compatible and if you want to spend the rest of your life with them. I don't know how accurate that statement is, but okay. I, I've known people who've lived together and gotten married and it worked out and I've gotten others. I know others who it didn't work out for. Uh, another texter says, I am 21 for the 40th time. I'm in a relationship, <laughs> but live apart. We both love our alone time. Uh, some people like myself can only be tolerated for certain periods of time. Great lover. I'm told super kind and considerate guy, but impossible. If we live together, it would last less than a year. Oh my God. So what's the point? 
So why are you with them? Just have a sleepover for a couple of days and then What's go the point? home. Like this is this is the craziest part about about this entire conversation. It's like if you're dating somebody without the without the intention of making it long term, without the intention of moving it with somebody, it's literally like you're running on a treadmill. I could not see the point in it. I can't see the point in it. If you just want to date them, then I mean, why be exclusive at that point, right? It's it, it's I'm more of the mentality where we're either we're all in or we're all out. Okay. We're all in or we're all out. Uh, just a texter who um, who just wrote in saying, seriously, can't believe you're talking about stuff like this with everything else more important going on. To that person, I say, I think you missed our conversation about COVID-19 uh, and coronavirus and how it's affected Matt. And he's not going to Toronto. And yeah, so thanks for listening to uh, Christina that, and Michelle talking about how uh, they're affected and what their take is. So, yeah, we did do our best to talk about it. But considering we've been talking about it all day and uh, we're talking about you know love and relationships with the millennial perspective that's it for now but you can tune into the news which is coming up very shortly uh, you're gonna hear the latest with luciano Pipia. he's gonna have covid19 news which we don't and coming up right after we're gonna talk about breakups and your best advice so text us 514-800 but right now it's 10 30 and it's time to get the latest from the cjad 800 newsroom with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. Sitting in tonight is Paris Mansouri. We're dancing in studio. Welcome back to the show. Dr. Lori is away. My name is Paris. I'm sitting in for her until she comes back. You can connect with me at Paris Mansouri on Instagram. At the end of the show, we're going to be sharing with you uh, some items from Signe Collection, which you absolutely have to see and buy. Owned and run, actually co-owned and co-run by Michelle Eid. You seem very surprised. <laughs> Michelle Eid is one of our millennials who's on the millennial panel tonight. You can connect with him on seniorcollection.com or on Instagram and Twitter at Michelle Eid. We also have Christina Rizzo in studio with us. She's a voiceover artist in the music and entertainment industry. You can connect with her at Riz. R-I-Z-Z underscore C on Instagram and Matt Rezniak, professional MMA fighter and co-founder of 360 Punch. Where mm. do we connect with you, Matt? At Matt Rezniak or at 360 Punch. Okay. Yes. So breakup advice. <laughs> I wanted to talk about this because we've all gone through. Have we all gone through a breakup? And is there anyone in this room who has not gone through a breakup? No. Nope. We've all gone through a breakup. Mm -hmm. So we've all gone through it and received great advice bad advice and i think perhaps we've all experienced it to the point that now we perhaps are able to give advice so i got i did some research and got the advice of um some therapists and psychologists i want to see if you agree with their suggestions and i want to see what your advice is so um we got a texter because I'm asking our listeners their opinion as well. 514-800 to share your advice with us and the best advice you've also received. Or you can call us at 514-790-0800. Our first texter says, rule number one, you do not, capital N, capital O, capital T, hmm. give breakup advice to anyone, capital as well. But you can be there for them after they have broken up. Uh, no, mind your own business. Absolutely not. I could get breakup advice if I want to. 
You can. Of course I can. <laughs> Christina's what, laughing. What, what are you talking about? So do not. Do, do, you don't tell me what to do. Okay. Um, Christina, do you have breakup advice? Absolutely. I've been the breakup advice queen for years. Okay. For so you disagree with this uh, Dexter <laughs> and Michelle? Mm, yeah, I, I kind of disagree. Just in the sense that... Dexter's not what they're talking about. In the sense that I personally have heard um, like certain key words from people that have helped me mm-hmm. with my breakup Same. and it's like if i didn't hear that one sentence i might have been stuck on something for a long time so Absolutely. no I, advice the, has helped me girl i don't know the texter is literally <laughs> saying you have to be a mute um, i think what she was trying to say was more like be there for them and sometimes it's just easier to let the person just vent and and so she was trying to say no, you she- know give more support and that's what our version of of giving breakup advice is it's it's lending our support to our friends and families and and them doing the same for us because you know what you you need a good cry or you need a a good listening ear just to get it out but then you also appreciate the advice being given to you Mm -hmm. and little you know tips on how to kind of deal with it especially if you've never gone through it before so it's kind of like coaching right uh regardless of the age so the non-professional advice courtesy of my instagram account and my followers i'll share two one says focus on you and another says it's time to be selfish stop being a victim and remember why you're not with that person uh according to the experts i found eight actually helpful pieces of break advice that everyone needs to hear the first is from spencer northy he's a marriage and family therapist says it's okay to be the one who's hurting more people experience and process emotions differently so there's no way to gauge how your ex is actually holding up post split no matter how many seemingly carefree photos he or she posts on instagram Quit playing the comparison game and embrace however it is you're feeling. The second one is don't be fooled into thinking binge eating and drinking shopping sprees or a string of hookups will pull you out of a funk. Um, That's by Laura Heck. She's a couples therapist and a co-host of the podcast called Marriage Therapy Radio. She says, as a culture, we are taught to ignore or mask unpleasant emotions by indulging in activities that help us temporarily escape. Your feelings are intended to be felt, so feel them. Lean into the sadness. Mm -hmm. Uh, Somebody else therapist juan olmedo says revisit an old hobby or try something new that you've always wanted to do Uh, olmedo also says to lean in on your support system then we've got psychotherapist elizabeth lamotte she says stop following your ex on social media and communicating via text or email Uh, And then the final advice by Lamont also is take responsibility for your part in why things ended. So those are the top eight I found, you know, put together uh, in this article. I'm wondering, do you agree or disagree with them? I I agree. I actually do agree with most of them. It's actually funny because all of that advice was the exact opposite of what that texter said before. Literally, okay. each one of those therapists was like, seek help from your support system. Um, I specifically agree with uh, the the Latin gentleman, the therapist, who said that you have to revisit old hobbies. So two things. That one and the one where uh, they said stop talking to your ex. Um, I find closure super overrated. Okay. So for a month after my break, a month and a half after my breakup, I kept texting my ex. I kept calling her all the time because I was like, first of all, when you're dating somebody for like five, six years, it's it's very hard to go from having a best friend there. I was living with my ex at the time as well. How from going having a best friend, having a, com- com- a confidant. Uh, 
roommate the whole shebang tab. your own support system your own support system essentially yeah. in one person and having none right so um at a certain extent for that past month after the breakup i was texting them every day essentially trying to get closure whereas closure shouldn't matter because it's not about them anymore it's about you right okay. but the closure shouldn't matter it really shouldn't because just move on right the, the just point move is, on the point is that you're supposed to move on why have the closure what is that what, what your benefit? advice to someone well don't seek closure just move I, on i would get more specific i would say that closure is irrelevant a b absolutely go for the hobby so in almost every breakup that i have spoken to people about that they've experienced that i've experienced there's been an activity that you've stopped doing or done so much less of once the relationship began to develop because more time is going to be needed to dedicate towards that partner uh whatever other reason I have a texter who says, the best advice I ever gave to a girlfriend who had a breakup, I treated her to a trip to Cuba. Those 10 days made all the difference. Christine is laughing. Yeah. What's Agreed. the best advice you've ever received and the best advice you always give? The best advice I've ever received. Oh, boy. I For can't, a breakup. I can't even think that far back. But my friends have always just been, and family have always been so amazing and, you know, being there and helping me get my mind off of it and you know, they've, they've always just told me that this was an opportunity for me to, to continue to grow, which... Didn't somebody once tell you that one day this won't matter as much and it won't be as big of a deal? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm looking at her. Um, <laughs> so, you know what? I, I, like we were, I was telling uh, you guys before, it never hurts the same like your first big breakup. So as you keep getting older and as you keep going through experiences in life, you understand breakups differently. And so when I was thinking about it, I've been going over the years after all the, you know, the breakups I've seen my friends go through, or I've been through my advice has changed over the years. And, you know, now I, 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 it hurts less and you're able to kind of look at it differently and understand why you both broke up, why it didn't work out, be accountable on both parts, face it, dig really deep, face it and understand that it's not necessarily a loss, but it's an opportunity for you to grow and continue developing as a woman or a man. And then who knows, you might get back together. You just, you need to time to go and do you. And then if it's, if, if it's meant to be, you guys will find your ways to another or else you'll find the right person for you. We're listening to the millennial panel tell us their best breakup advice. One of our texters says, take time to be with yourself, avoid rebounds, and learn from the ex. Passion with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. Sitting in tonight is Paris Mansouri. Welcome back to the program. We're speaking to the millennial panel tonight. I was intending for just a brief segment to talk about breakups and get on to the next topics, but our listeners and our panelists are not done talking about it. So that's what we're doing right now. 514-800 if you want to share your best breakup advice, either the best advice you've ever received or the best breakup advice you feel you've given or that you're able to give now based on your experiences. We have a texter. Guys, are you listening? This texter says, I'm sorry. The millennials do not know 
what a breakup is until uh, you have broken up uh, with someone <laughs> after 10 or 11 years all breakup hurts but a few years even five is a drop in the bucket but it may prepare you for a big one how do you how can you compare you measure pain? that how can you compare pain how audacious do you have to be to actually write that in a text audacious and send that shame on you oh, shame no. on you texter oh, no. crawl back in your Michelle. hole no 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 we don't want we want this is an open space all texters should feel comfortable sharing their perspective Vicky triggered something Just, how are yes. you gonna compare pain okay oh. come on um we're gonna get to michelle's question and then we actually have a texter who has a question for you guys about being ghosted so michelle best breakup advice you've received or the one you feel that's like the best one you can give your dearest friends now? Well, the one I always give has been kind of mentioned, which is just let yourself cry. Let yourself be sad. Mm-hmm. Don't do all those things that people tell you to do. Like, oh, go out. Just do it. Look good. Dress up. Put a black dress on. Just do as you feel. Go through the emotions. Mm-hmm. If you want to watch a sad movie and cry and just get it out and do it. Like, just do it. Oh, another thing that I do. I still do this. I We broke up nine months ago and I did it like a month ago. Whenever I really have something on my chest I need to get off, I write a letter to my ex and I don't send it. I just write it and it really helps me. I usually cry the whole time I'm writing it do and you, then it helps me. Do you burn it? Do you do you throw no, it No, I out? keep them in my phone. I actually keep them. I, I don't know. Okay. I, you, you type it out or do you handwrite it? Yeah. Uh, no, I t- oh, my handwriting is like not legible and I it, it's just it's chicken well, no scratch. No one's so. I know, but I I read them. It's weird. Okay, anyway, okay, anyway. okay, okay. It's cathartic, right? It's yeah. Therapeutic. It's it's so good. Yeah. I, I, I like that. Yeah. Anyway, it's 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 great. It really helps me. So you should try that if ever. Um. But a really good piece of advice that I got, which is really superficial, and I'm not proud that I needed this piece of advice, but I did at one point. Is I was really really comparing myself to my ex, comparing myself to someone that I thought my ex was on a date with. Also, it was just really silly and when i mean compare i mean like physically comparing myself very superficial very shallow i know but my friend told me okay listen stop being hung up on this look bella hadid's hot ariana grande's hot does one of her like does bella hadid's hotness make ariana grande less hot no and i'm like oh yeah i guess it's that simple it's just breaking it down to understand it in a way that makes sense for you in that specific yeah and i know it's so superficial but some let's get real here like sometimes after a breakup you do think about those things you're like am i pretty like i don't know i think like especially if you're in a situation where you've been cheated on you're always uh, we're human right we're gonna go there and think what did i do wrong what what happened and you know is she or he better than me right but it, all that starts to go away as you kind of live through them. And I think Matt's right. You can't really put a measure or a time frame on pain. Totally. Right? Totally. I mean, the what? experience is unique to everyone. Also, what? it's all about you're not better or worse than the other Absolutely person. You're just not. different, exactly. more or less compatible. So probably the best advice that I got related to all of this, including what we're just talking about, is that emotion and logic work are two different ways of communication. They're two different things and they work in opposite directions. So if you're thinking an emotional aspect don't even come at it with a logical Mm. perspective or a logical Mm. answer they always work in opposites right um we're gonna (laughs) the texts are just i want to read everyone's text and have a conversation with everyone i want to invite our textures in here um so two questions one is not related it says any advice for someone who was ghosted blindsided by someone who no with no indication there was a problem any i'll start off while you guys think of an advice um 
being ghosted has absolutely nothing to do with you. You're going to be like, how is that possible? They reacted to me. It's it's me that they don't like. It's not. It doesn't. It is you, but it doesn't matter what it was because that thing that they didn't like, the next person may adore about you. They may think that, I don't know, maybe that person thought you your laugh was loud or that you were too ambitious or that you were not friendly enough. Maybe somebody else is going to love that. Maybe that person's going to want to be with someone who's not super outgoing and introverted. Maybe that someone's going to want to be with someone who's super ambitious. So don't worry. If somebody ghosted, let them go, set them free and never invite them back into your circle. What do you guys have to say to somebody who's been ghosted quickly? And then I want to get to another question that somebody has with regards to a breakup. I have something really powerful to say. I agree Go. with you, Paris, 100%. That's exactly what it is. And that's what I would have said. Matt, um, someone's been ghosted. So here's the thing. I can almost bet that the person who's been ghosted either found their partner uh, on an app online or some form of means that basically got they got into the relationship quickly. I find... By the way, I've ghosted people before and I've been ghosted before. Okay, I'm the, I know, I know, I know, I know. Christina just hit me. I, um, there's something about the psychology of getting something quickly that it can just as easily leave quickly. I find that almost every relationship that I've either been in contact to or that I've spoken to people who have been in those types of relationships where it's taken a while for the relationship to build, like they, they took it slow. Okay. The, but just the, tell the, them, you, though. If you're not interested, just tell the person. It's no, not, sometimes it's awkward. You can't say the I things because it may be superficial and you just don't want to verbalize it. That's so true. What are you going to tell someone but, that? But well, it, well no, but that's I've, the thing. But so that's just exactly, say it, though, right? No, but, but that's the thing is that you can just say it if you already have a, a certain type of connection to baseline with them. If you just met them on an app, well, it's as speaking, easy as swiping. But no, <sighs> I'm, we're, I'm saying ghosting as if if we're talking, you and I, Matt, it's like three weeks and, you know, we, or it's, and then all of a sudden you just stop writing to me that's where i'm that's how i see ghosting i don't think ghosting is like on an app where it's you're sliding into the person's dm or tinder or whatever the inbox i'm saying when you're actively engaging in conversation then you just disappear to me that's ghosting if you're no longer interested especially after like a couple days or a couple weeks just tell the person hey look like it's cool all right. If I've learned anything from Love Island is that you can be an absolute, you can yes. be an absolute gem, an absolute gem in every way possible, and you just won't click with someone. It's not the biggest deal in the world. Does everyone have the best ways of handling it? Um, no, but that says nothing about you. Somebody might not want diamonds. They might prefer rubies. Yeah, that diminish the diamond or ice cream. <laughs> okay. And on that point, uh, I did want to end with one last text. Uh, it says somebody somebody says, how about after 21 years of marriage and he committed adultery? I finally broke free after two years of struggles. I cried and cried. It hurt. He was my only love. But when his affair of two years did not last, he came trying to pretend he still loved me. My heart was torn. So I've been on my own, afraid to get into another relationship. Is it normal to not want to be involved with anyone else? I'm scared. First of all, um, I've always heard Dr. Lori say Anytime she hears, is it normal? Her answer is always yes. Mm -hmm. You are absolutely 100% normal for feeling what you feel. I really hope you do reach out to someone to speak about it. None of us here in studio are equipped or have the kind of education required to respond to somebody on such a deep level 
level. But what I think we each can tell you is that you have every reason to be scared because of what happened, but no reason to be scared because it's not representative of what you may experience in the future. And to please reach out to someone, whether it's mm-hmm. Dr. Lori, you can email her at lori at drlori.com or seek the help of a help of a professional if you're saying you're scared because you shouldn't be. You're totally normal and you're not alone. So I'm going to leave you guys on that note and I'm going to reintroduce our wonderful panelists because you guys should all know them. Michelle Eid, mm. Signet Collection, where can people connect with you? Well, SignetCollection.com is where you could find the phone cases. And I'm Michelle Eid on all social platforms. Thank you for being here. Christina Rizzo, entrepreneurial, starting something completely new. She's a voiceover artist in the music and entertainment industry. You can connect with her at Riz underscore C on Instagram. Anywhere else or not yet? The website has not been launched yet, but uh, the next time I'm on, I'll definitely be able to share that with you. Wonderful. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Paris. Matt. Me. Professional (laughs) MMA fighter and co-founder of 360 Punch. Where can people connect with you? At 360 Punch, 360punch.ca. If you agree with me, if you didn't agree with me, come work out with me. Let's talk about it. Thank you all for being here tonight. Uh, That's it for me. I want to thank everyone for tuning in, for all your texts and your stories. It's such a wonderful um, opportunity to hear you because we know you're there and listening, but it's wonderful to have you join in the conversation. I want to thank Nicole Proano for getting this show to air. Thank you. My name is Paris Mansuri. I'm going to speak to you again tomorrow night when we talk about dating online. Until then, you can connect with me at parasology.com. Have a great rest of the evening and remember to fill your life with passion.